This is CliffCentral.com. 360biz on CliffCentral.com. Welcome to another amazing show, 360 Beers, man. We're closing up September. The month, the, the month started off on a blast. I mean, our producer's been doing phenomenal work this particular month. Um, it's Bulelani here to Bulelani Balabala today. I'm home driving the show today. Tebuko's not here with me, so I'm riding with, uh, Tseho. Tseho doesn't really like the mic, but I'm going to make sure that I take the mic and I shove it down her throat later on in the show. So she's going to be joining us and we're engaging on amazing entrepreneurial topics. But I think, uh, I, but I think apart from that, um, you know, looking at something amazing is actually happening tomorrow, which is an event that is hosted by EmpowerWorks. You know, a lot of us as entrepreneurs, and I mean, I'm going to read this right, this beautiful write-up that they have for me, but a lot of us as entrepreneurs get into business for different reasons, and a lot of us stay for different reasons, you know, and I think our opening topic this particular morning, or rather, let me greet my producer because she's co-hosting, co-kinda hosting with me. Tell how are you today? Hi, Bulelani. I'm good. How are you? Good, good. How's the week been so far? The week has been great, apart from you throwing me under the bus. <laughs> but it's fine because Teboho has left us. <laughs> so tell me, I mean, heritage. I mean, what was your heritage uh, day like? I, I I didn't actually celebrate Heritage Day. Really? Mm. Why? I didn't because um, I, I forgot, to be honest, because I was working. You know, we work. Entrepreneurs um, But then I celebrate heritage Almost every week You know I, I, I You know My traditions My heritage My culture You know I honor them almost All the time I think for me I mean it's the first time In uh, in, in, in a lot of years Actually I think In a long time That I've ever worn tradition And on this particular heritage I had to wear it Because I mean I was one of the Groomsmen At, at a friend's wedding And it was so interesting Because it was a Tsonga wedding And and you know They did the whole dance With the Shibelani mm-hmm. So I mean Just to break the ice Before I go into my intro With the amazing guests That we have in studio And they'll introduce themselves A little bit later on In the show Is How was your heritage day? Oh, okay. <laughs> My heritage was awesome. So what I did, I went for the 10 kilometer, the F&B 10K race in Joburg. And after that, I just decided, you know what, let me pop out by my morning, you know, see the art, see the African, you know, prints and everything and try to embrace, you know, our culture and everything like that. And obviously went to a restaurant where I can get mohodu and, you know, dumpling, you know, those African uh, food that I think are actually representing the heritage and that feel. So yeah, it was quite awesome, but I've been wearing my, Traditions like throughout the month already. So I've been embracing my cultures. Different, of course. I'm Tswana, but my mom is in Debele, so I've been mixing them up. So yeah, <laughs> all that African like that. <laughs> so let me mash you up in between, Tim. I mean, heritage, what you get up to? I mean, so uh, it's good to be on your show. Thank you, um, sir. On the day, I produced um, a heritage <laughs> insert for. For Metro FM, looking at the three dimensions of heritage, and it was very, very rewarding. Ponto? Well, Bilalani, I was just sitting with family, you know. We had lunch, uh, we had a bride. That's about it. That's what I did for my heritage. I was relaxing because I knew I had a hectic week coming up. No. Welcome, guys, to the show. 
And I mean, so just to introduce some of the guests that we have in studio. So there's one particular gentleman in studio who's got me, who's got my nerves pumping. A gentleman I look up to who is an amazing brand influencer and a gentleman who's actually influenced my life. I mean, we've got Timothy Maurice Webster in studio, a personal branding expert, motivational speaker and author. He's the author of four brand leadership books and he is a columnist who consults and speaks on the science of human and brand behavior with an emphasis on the three key leadership pillars, values formation, behavioral, behavioral style, psychology and brand influence. And he's not, we're not flying solo with him. We've got two amazing ladies in studio as well. We've got Bonzo, um, who's in studio with us, who is the head of social events at EmpowerWorks. Bonzo is an experienced and energetic manager of people, process and events. Her responsibility to deliver seamless, impeccable events. She manages all EmpowerWorks events. And I think you'll be telling us a little bit later on about the amazing event that you're putting together tomorrow. Oh, yes. And then, I mean, we've got an amazing young lady. I mean, I think, I mean, I think it's said here in some of my notes that you started business at 22. I mean, when some of us were doing other things, you were 22, decided to go into business. But I believe you'll tell us more about that. And I mean, Bonzo is is the owner or rather the brains behind IL Design Creative, which is a company that, I mean, it's a creative company, right, Bonzo? And then, I mean, she also... Sorry? Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. The notes. I'm not used to reading from notes entirely. <laughs> so, I mean, so you also ran the pad, a pad drive, right? Mm-hmm. I think I think I'd love for you to tell us all about that a bit later on in the show, but I mean you know jumping into what's going on tomorrow. So Timothy, you told me a little bit earlier on that you're going to be the MC. So tell us about your involvement in this particular event tomorrow. What I enjoy about EmpowerWorks is that they have a very specific focus on empowering people, and in this event tomorrow, they're going to be highlighting. And elevating the legacy of one of the greatest entrepreneurs in the world, uh, Mr. Richard Maponya. So I'm going to be sort of having dialogue as sort of a MC, um, for half the day. So I'm excited about engaging the influencers, the wealth leaders, all the thought leaders and everyone that's going to be there. What, what really excites me is being in the presence of, presence of an icon. I mean, this man, people don't realize that, you know, he did things Back when, um, you know, when going to a bank to get cash was not even allowed, you know. So I think it's important that we do honor icons and celebrate who they are and what they are while they are alive. So I feel very honored to be able to be there. So to you guys who just joined us, we're talking about honoring legacy entrepreneurs. EmpowerWorks Events and Communications is hosting the inaugural Gauteng High Impact Leadership Summit 2017. Honoring the legendary Dr. Richard Maponya. The event, the event will showcase the best of South Africa's leadership, business thought leaders, high ranked field experts, entrepreneurs, and seasoned business leaders. So, I mean, Bonzo, just tell us, I mean, how's it been putting this together? It's been exciting. Yeah? Yeah, the journey's been an exciting one. Lots of work. But, I mean, when you love what you do, um, everything just flows. So, I mean, you know, with, with an event of this magnitude, I mean, have you guys had an event of this magnitude or rather a gentleman of this caliber being honored? I'd say this is the first because it's the inaugural. So we'll be starting with Dr. Richard Maponya. We've had other events before, but not of this magnitude. But why Dr. Richard Maponya? The man has contributed so much um, in regards to entrepreneurship. 
you know. And we thought as Empowerworks, why don't we honor the man while he's still alive, while he's still here to see, so that his legacy doesn't just die out. The new, the young generations can know about this man, you know, and to, to motivate a lot of emerging entrepreneurs out there. So, Tim, I mean, um, giants like your Dr. Richard Mapona would be considered a legacy entrepreneur. I mean, what, according to you, is a legacy entrepreneur? You know, you look at, for example, Nelson Mandela, as an attorney, used to represent Richard Maponya. Because, you know, during the days in the 50s, 60s, he was prevented from getting a license. So he went up against towering opposition to be able to start businesses in Soweto. His legacy was that he left, he left a trail of extraordinary impact in people's lives. He distributed resources to communities. So what legacy entrepreneurs do is create opportunity for other people. It's not just about you. So to create a trail, and you know how many people work for at Maponya Mall? You know how many businesses are at Maponya Mall? You know how many people who have he's employed over the years through his car dealers? That's legacy. Legacy is about what are you leaving behind because of the sort of investment you've been able to make as an entrepreneur to be able to leave a footprint for other people, not only to walk in, but as an example to be inspired. I'm inspired. You know, if I'm just doing business just for myself, like if you're doing this show just for you, then it's not going to succeed. You know, it's not a legacy show if you're doing a show just for you so you can take pictures in front of a, a sign. But if you're doing a show that leaves a trail that other people can be moved by, then you've got a real show. So you've got a real show. <laughs> so, t- so Tim, just tell me, I mean, you know, according to, according to your view with regards to, I mean, the current economic climax, or not rather economic, but entrepreneurial climate in the country right now, do you feel that there's a lot of young people, because I know that you're one gentleman who speaks all over the world and all over the country, do you feel like a lot of the startups coming up are starting up with an aim, or, or rather a lot of the entrepreneurs are running their businesses with the aim of leaving a legacy, or do you think it's just purely survivalist? Most businesses just need to focus on business. I mean, you shouldn't be thinking. I doubt Richard Maponya was thinking about leaving a legacy when he was distributing milk in Soweto in those early days because people didn't have fridges and electricity. He was just thinking about making sure he created something sustainable. I think that should be the focus when you're starting up as an entrepreneur. You know, sometimes because of the pressure of and the pain that we all are experiencing because of the legacy of apartheid, we often we often hold these dual roles of trying to survive while trying to build something that matters in the community. And it's very difficult. I mean, Bill Gates, for example, says he chose not to give back until he became a billionaire because he needed to focus on the business. And there's a there's an argument for building a solid business, then giving back. There's a really strong argument for that because if you focused on giving back too soon, you're making your, vul- your business vulnerable and you're likely to crash. So you've got to be able to, you know, there's definitely, I believe you should be giving back on some level, but sometimes we focus so much on it that we end up falling apart. So I think Richard Maponya at this stage in his life at 90 years old, you know, he can really, really think about his legacy. If you're 19, you probably need to think about, unless your business is about giving back, you probably need to think about just building a solid business. Wow. That's powerful. Ponso, I mean, what is Empower Works? What do you guys do? (laughs) 
Um, Empowerworks, we are an events and communications company, and we do four things. Firstly, we do everything events related. Um, we produce events, and we manage speakers. We have a speakers bureau. We manage over 250 African um, speakers, your thought leaders, your motivational speakers. Like Tim, he's one of ours. <laughs> he's on our, on our speakers bureau. And we also do PR and comps. And then we do branding. That's what Empowerx, that's what we do at Empowerx. If you, sorry, let me just say this. If you're wondering, um, that's, this is her normal voice. <laughs> You're probably thinking, oh, what's going on here? <laughs> and I think I caught a glimpse of your conversation earlier on where you were telling her that she's definitely has the voice for radio. You can join us anytime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, wow. I think I'll consider that. <laughs> so, Tim, I mean, you know, you, you, you are an amazing thought leader when it comes to. Oh, thank you. <laughs> when it comes to brand development, brand positioning, the neuroscience and the science of developing a brand. How important is it? How important is personal brand development focused around legacy? You know, legacy and first of all, when you start thinking about your brand, you're talking about you're talking about stories that have equity. So what a legacy is is someone's ability to leave a story that has equity. So the two are fused together nicely. You know, if you start thinking about Richard Maponya, once he's gone, you know, 50, 100 years from now, we'll look back and go, that was the man that pioneered entrepreneurship in Soweto. He helped build it. When Soweto is a thriving metropolis with towers, big towers and big buildings, and it's booming even more than it is now, the legacy will be he left, you know, his story impacted people's lives and so when you start thinking about a brand and what a brand can do it has that power that's why i like brands that's why i like the idea of branding is that you have the ability to impress a story in the minds of people so powerful that not only do people never forget but they stand on it and they stand confident on it knowing that this man looks like me and I believe I can do it. Like, I believe I can fly. <laughs> <laughs> I believe I can touch the sky. How often do you think about it? <laughs> All the time. Every night and day. <laughs> so, so Tim, I mean, you know, um, I, 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 th I think, I think a few people, um, have said, I mean, even, 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 um, Sir Richard Branson has mentioned that, you know, the next set of billionaires is going to come from, um, South Africa. Uh, I, I go on a limb and I say that the next set of billionaires is going to come from the township. From a brand perspective, do you feel like SA at the moment with, with the brands that we have that are proudly coming up, we are, we are on a global scale in terms of competition? Yeah. I mean, the, the world is hungry for, I mean, if you look at Esther Maslangu mm -hmm. and you look at her work and how she's impacted BMW, for example, the demand for sales, BMW sales in Europe has risen in the series where she's collaborated. So there's a demand for things that are authentic. I think the, the entrepreneurs that are going to thrive across this continent, I'm really interested in the continent. When I look at West Africa, East Africa, Central, Southern Africa, the brands that are going to thrive are the ones that seek 
its deepest, most authentic voice, looking at its entire ecological order, looking at what are the life force principles, start thinking about whether you believe in ancestors or not. If you say in your culture, if you believe in the patterns, the textures, all of the things that are culturally unique, packaging those things and infusing it into business models is where you're going to get a level of authenticity that's going to change the world. So entrepreneurs that are doing that from township, people like yourself that are going there looking for real, powerful, authentic stories, those are the ones that have become the next billionaires, not the ones that are trying to just be Western. Hmm. So, I mean, you know, just so I can release you, I mean, what's your advice to entrepreneurs like me that are coming up? Come tomorrow to this EmpowerWorks conference <laughs> and dialogue and network with influential people because you surround yourself with powerful people. What will happen is that they'll rub off on you. But more importantly, you can channel their network. And I don't get into all these sort of cliches and network, net worth, all that stuff. That stuff sounds good. But here's the reality. When you get around people and they know your value and they understand what you stand for and they understand what and how your business can impact them and that can be reciprocated, what ends up happening is people grow. People evolve. There is a collaborative dynamic that happens where everyone expands and expansion happens in the mind if you come tomorrow your mind will be expanded i will guarantee that your network will be expanded your thoughts will be expanded on every level as it relates to your family business and everything so show up so Ponce, I mean, could you please give us some information on the event i mean if people want to come is it still open or is it purely rsvp how does it work the event is um they still need to RSVP. The RSVP line is still open until 3 o'clock this afternoon. And I can tell you the right now is that we are already um, oversubscribed. So you can call the office on 011-482-7256 and speak to Ndiliswa. Then she'll be able to put you on the, on the uh, guest list. Or else you can, uh, you can email to gauteng at empowerworks.co.za. No, thank you so much. It was an honor. Guys, you guys honor. are amazing. I'm looking forward to the conversation. <laughs> I'm going to go and download the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and then the event starts at um, 8 o'clock. We start with registration. And 9 o'clock, the event starts. Wow. Thank yeah, be so on much. time. This African time thing, guys. We have to stop this. Social media, social media, Tim. <laughs> social media, Tim. Yeah, just go to Instagram. I love Instagram. It's visual, the videos and stuff. Insta Timothy. Insta. Timothy, if you go there and you click follow, that means you get things done. Ponzo? <laughs> 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 hashtag um, Dr. Richard Maponya for tomorrow. That's our hashtag. Hashtag Richard Maponya. And I mean, if someone wants to follow you guys' work? Um, follow us. Instagram, it's at EmpowerWorks. Um, uh, Twitter is at EmpowerWorks as well. And then um, Facebook, EmpowerWorks Events and Communications. Thank you so much. After the break, we talk to Tabby. Your favorite boy, Techno on the beat. Mix monster. Thank you for joining us, 360biz.com. Thank you for joining us today. I mean, we, the conversation continues talking about the legacy of business, honoring entrepreneurs who did it and empowering those who haven't. We've got a powerful lady, um, with us today, Ntabi. The lady was confusing us. Bonzo going, Bonzo, 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 but no yellow bone from the Gainsby Shell Prosper. <laughs> 
So, Ntabi, man, you know, without, 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 without any further ado, I mean, tell us a bit about yourself, you know? Okay. So, Ntabi is a beautiful black woman, all the way from the northwest, Go Ramatlabama, it's a village. Just a small, you know, town in the northwest. Um, if you're familiar with Mahigang, you'll know what I'm talking about. So, Ntabi is a serial entrepreneur. You know, a motivational coach that aims to be, you know, a source of inspiration to everyone around the world, be it young, be it old and all that. She's also, you know, passionate about, you know, being a business woman and working a lot with people and obviously making money, you know. So, yeah, um, I'm all about, you know, uh, um, making a difference, not only in my life, but in someone else's life. And the principle that I carry with me each and every day of my life is that, you know, there is no substitute for hard work. You know, sooner or later you will get what you deserve. Because I believe that in in everything that you do, you know, whatever effort that you put, something good will come out of it. Out of it. So whatever that you put, you know, definitely like be assured that it's something that you will reap. So you get to work hard, you know. And, you know, my famous quote that I carry with me and that is something that I got to realize when, you know, I've went through, you know, life challenging problems where I found myself, you know, doubting that I can make it in life, doubting that I can be something great in life because I come from a village. I was born, you know, in a disadvantaged um, background, you know, dusty streets or states of village and all that thinking, but I cannot be, you know, that phenomenal woman. And what, what, what that quote says is that I have seen what hard work can do and I know what more it can and will do. So when I see myself achieving something, no matter how small, I realize that, you know what, there's more that I can do from all of that. So in Taipei, man, you know, on the topic of entrepreneurs um, living a legacy, but re- more than that, I think running um, impactful businesses, businesses that will impact their communities, you know, um, you, you, you will find rather that there are three types of small business entrepreneurs. And I think the first type is the, the, the entrepreneur who go into business, build their business, business up, build their equity up. I mean, for the first five or 10 years that, that, that build a business up, I mean, with the sole aim of selling it off, you know, mm-hmm. and these entrepreneurs would be, would be called serial entrepreneurs. This is an individual who would build multiple businesses, but with the sole aim of just interchanging them, multiple products, build different brands and then sell them off. And of I think, course. I mean, the, 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 the second type of entrepreneurs, these are guys who would just work on their business, you know, they will work on their business day in and day out. I mean, till they 60 or 70 or, or whatever to build a comfortable living. And these are guys that will be called lifestyle entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And it is said here, I mean, that a few of these guys are businesses, are, are individuals who are building businesses, not just for the sake of making money, although money's a big driver, but it's not just for the sake of making money. But True. these are individuals who are called legacy entrepreneurs, individuals that are building businesses that have an everlasting impact, businesses with the focus of impacting their staff, their, 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 their communities and immediate stakeholders that they have around them. I mean, of these three categories, where do you think you play? Here. Okay. So like I said, you know, as a serial entrepreneur, I mean, you just explained it right now, but also the way I defined it, it's based on, you know, the levels that I'm in at this point in time, because um, like I said, I started my business when I was 22 and obviously 
starting my business, you know, being a student, being a tertiary, it wasn't an easy thing. I cannot just, you know, decide to leave everything. I need to multitask, you know. So obviously at that stage, you've got so many ideas going on and everything. And why I consider myself to be that serial entrepreneur is because there's so many ideas that I have and there's so many, you know, opportunities that I see around me that I can, I think, you know, uh, really define, you know, what, what, what I aim to do. But something that is very interesting, which I don't want maybe people to think that I'm contradicting myself or anything is that I don't aim to, to be in a business to, to just do it, grow it, you know, have sleepless nights. And then the next thing I give it away to someone like, I will never do that because I believe that I'm not only thinking about myself, but I'm thinking about, you know, the future generation. I'm, I'm building a legacy for my, you know, great grandchildren, for, for example. You know, I gotta do something that will be sustainable. And especially with us, especially in black communities from villages and everything, we find ourselves, you know, um, struggling a lot with black tags and all of that. So what I'm trying to build is something that will, you know, Move on to someone else. You know, I, I, I mentor like a lot of young girls, young boys in the, especially in the IT industry. And what I aim to do is to have that group saying that, you know what, IL designs can open an opportunity for me. And when I get that opportunity, I can build something for myself. So meaning I have this whole big, like, a huge cake, but I'm willing to say, you know what, let's share a piece. You know, knowledge is power. What is it that I can transform and empower to someone and they can actually take and, you know, make a difference in their lives or even other people's lives. So that's, that's where I'm about. And truth is, you know, um, you know, make, if, if, if you're going to be doing business and chasing money and everything, we know business is about making money, but if the bigger goal is for you to get money, it's a problem because you end up not even focusing on, you know, what the needs of your client or, or you know, whatever that um, makes them happy. Because you're thinking, okay, if there's money in your bank, you're happy. And it's not about that. You know, those kind of people that do business with you, those are the people that will actually help you grow. Because as much as we've got, you know, digital marketing, traditional marketing as well is still powerful. Because... I'm doing business with you and then the next thing I give you bad savers just because you know I've done your work and then now you've I've, you've paid and now I'm acting up as if you know what it's the end of the world your money will sustain me for the rest of my life it's it's not about that you know you need to build that uh, relationship you know build relationships and be willing to 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 say you know what cuz business business is not easy guys <laughs> let's just get that one clear business is not easy you know and with me what's worse is that I, I have a day job and at the same time I do my business on the side so it's a bit difficult I slept at 3 a.m. this morning you know it's, it's a bit difficult but when you know that there's something there's a client who's waiting for that savers and it doesn't matter you slept at 3 the client doesn't care about that you know they need their savers so it's it's all those hardships that go in and I'm not intending to <laughs> let that go, you know, because it's it's something that one day I'll look back, you know, because I have this image of that big building 
of my company, IL Designs Creative Approach. And when I see that, what I envision that, you know, I, I, I keep pushing. I keep pushing because it is possible. And I am actually going towards that. So, Ntabi, just tell, yes. just tell us a little bit about what, what, what is Real Talk with Ntabi? Okay. So, Real Talk with Ntabi um, started, you know, at a almost a very young age when I, you know, I would start blogging, you know, I would experience things and then I would sit, just start writing. And when I would normally write is actually solutions to whatever problem that I found myself in. So to a point where I started blogging and as time progressed, I, I felt like, you know what, um, as much as I'm blogging, there's someone out there who doesn't get a, an opportunity or get access to see those blogs. Um, so I ended up, you know, studying at church, you know, motivating and even preaching guys. Can you believe it? <laughs> you know, doing all of that. And, but obviously in a form of motivation, not all, all deep in scriptures and everything. I'm, I'm very spiritual and Christian like that. I know my Bible, but you know, in a more motivational way and, that's how it all started basically and you know coming from a you know a village where you know I was staying in a shack and I was ashamed of the fact that you know at home is a shack it, it was difficult and as I was growing up I just imagined someone who was just like in Tabi who who's ashamed with of where they come from of their background and everything and I thought to myself but that does not define me and all that. So hence I said, you know what? Real talk within Tabi has to be born. And why is it real talk within Tabi? I just get real, you know, because, you know, I don't, uh, sugarcoat anything. I just talk about my stories, talk about my experience and share or engage with people with how actually they experience things in life and just be, True to ourselves because, you know, the most difficult thing about this life is that we deny ourselves the truth, you know, the real truth. And that's what actually makes us suffer or become unhappy or not progress in life because we, we are not being true to ourselves. And so the minute you become true to yourself, um, that's when you realize that, you know, you become someone powerful. And Real Talk with Ntabi gave birth to Real Talk with Ntabi Foundation which is now a non-profit organization that, you know, focuses on helping the disadvantaged, you know, um, mentors, girls. Um, also, under that, I have a campaign called Real Talk with Ntabi Sanitary Towels and Deodorants Campaign because, you know, at some point in my life, I found myself not having sanitary towels at school and I was not able to focus. And, you know, that that is a very sad feeling. And I never wanted my younger sister or even someone else to actually go through all of that. So that's why I saw, you know, an opportunity to say, you know what, fine, I, I'm, I'm inspired by, you know, um, growing and developing myself. But what is it that I'm doing to someone else? You know, what is it that I can actually transform? What is it that I've gained and developed that I can actually share with someone and, you know, for us to grow together? I mean, I saw recently that you hosted a women's event. Yes. I mean, is your, is your core focus women? No. <clears throat> No, um, definitely not. But I think it's mainly because, um, we, we were just, I mean, August was just, um, what, last month. So it was mainly obviously women's month. So the main focus was, 
around women, but um, core focus is definitely not not women. Um, it's generic. And why I'm saying that, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll tap back on, especially with the drives that I do, like the sanitary drives, you know, not only do I do sanitary towels, I do deodorants. And something that people are not clear about when I say deodorants, they're thinking, you know, just maybe roll-ons or perfume for girls and all that, but it's mainly for boys. It's mainly for boys. It's strictly for boys. But obviously when someone says, okay, no, I'm going to donate this, I cannot say, okay, take it back, you know, but we, we're trying to balance. Yes, girls need those as well, but we're saying if she has sanitary towels, then a boy can actually get, you know, roll-on just to balance it out and all that. But, yeah, the core focus is... It's generic and mm. yeah. And I mean, according to you, do you feel like there is a big growth when it comes to women entrepreneurs, especially, I mean, women as young as you? Mm. Interesting. Who? Well, I feel like, you know, I, I, I'm very, you know, passionate about learning and growing myself. So I would go around, you know, different seminar entrepreneurship programs, you know, but, Often enough, I see male. It's it's more male dominated. I do believe that there are a whole lot. Actually, I know a lot of women that are actually in in you know entrepreneurs and everything. But I feel like we need more and more women, you know, to actually be there because um, men 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 are more bold than us sometimes, you know. But I don't know. We we we've got so much fear, and I, I speak for myself because. Before I even took that leap of faith to say, you know what, I'm I'm doing this, it was a question of, but will it work? And all this, all those doubts and everything like that. We, we're not willing to take the risk most of the time. But you know, one can actually argue to say, but there are more women. But I feel like we need more women. I'm 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 I mean, as much as I represent male and um, female in terms of growth and empowerment, but I feel like my women needs to really, you know, step it up and actually do things for themselves. Mm. And especially when I do motivations and everything and trying to, to, to help, you know, encourage women to, to, to stand up for themselves, you know, because they face circumstances that are really painful that, you know, I think when you own up to, 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 to what you believe in or get something that you can actually hold on to and pride yourself with, it's, it's amazing. You, you've got that sense of respect and yo, I respect mm. women who can actually stand up for themselves and make things happen. So Teho, I mean, you know, same question to you. I mean, I mean, you guys, I mean, especially, I, I think, I think, I think, I mean, cause, cause we've got a, you know, I work very closely with you. And I mean, you know, Teko's got an amazing work ethic. I mean, do you find that there are women out there who are in business and they've got an incredible work ethic? Like, I mean, cause the reason why I ask this is that every time we're looking for women for different things, it is much easier to spot men in different industries doing different things than it is to spot a variety of women and then have a variety to then say, now pick this one and pick this one. Mm-hmm. I think, um, I would have to agree with Ntavi because that's why I'm, I'm the, the, the entire time when she's speaking, I'm nodding and I'm like, mm, mm, mm. because, um, firstly, I'll, I'll get back to the work ethic, um, question, but firstly, it's the fear issue. Is a big issue, especially with women. And, um, I agree completely with Tabby because 
myself as a woman, you know, I, I, I also have my business. I also work nine to five and I also produce a radio show, you know, and sometimes you feel, you know, I, I do have friends who sometimes feel like, how do you do it? You know, because as women, we are so conformed to our lives as mothers and as wives and, you know, knocking off early kafaifi so you can rush home so you can cook for your family, you know, and then you don't understand, you, you don't have that thing in you that says, you know what, rush home, cook after cooking, get the kids to bed, and then after that, you have that 10 to 2 a.m. where you focus on your business, you know, mm-hmm. and I feel that men do it so well than women because we, 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 I mean, and I'm sorry to say, I have uh, my sister, my sister, I'm going to use my sister as an example because I know she won't kill me. Uh, <laughs> she's somebody that if, if, if she calls and says, where are you at 8 p.m. and I'm saying, I'm busy. You know, I'm in a meeting or something. To her, it's like, what the heck? Why would you be in a meeting at 8 p.m.? Why aren't you home? You know, whereas with men, you know, you can find Bulelani Ohoring. Uh, he's a father, but he can still go and have a business meeting at 8 o'clock in the evening or at 9 p.m. in the evening. And his woman would, would understand, you know, mm-hmm. because men are hustlers and men are made to provide. But we women, we were not made to provide, so to speak. But we still do it because we still, we, we also do have similar skills and we also do have similar capabilities as men. Um, coming back to the question of work ethic, I feel I feel that women do have more work ethic and are more organized than men um from a personal perspective and I feel that that when it comes to administration especially I think we as women and it's not um, I'm not saying all women are good at admin but I'm saying we are actually better at admin than than men which make us better Entrepreneurs and better business people than men because we are able to conduct our business in a certain way that is organized, that is planned properly, that is, you know, in a sense where everything runs smoothly, you know, whereby men just do things. <laughs> I mean, I, I work with Bulelani and Tebuho and I, I have to plan them. You know, and I, <laughs> so I have to plan them. So I think, uh, but then also men, are more risk takers than women. You know, Rona Ratsawa. Ratsawa, we do have that fear. And I agree with you, Ntabi. Women have to stand up. We have to come up. We have to raise the bar. You know, we need more women entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. We need wo- more women entrepreneurs to advertise themselves, to brand themselves, to mm-hmm. stand up and say we are here and we are doing it. Because I believe there's so many of us out there. Mm-hmm. We are just not recognized. We're just not coming out. But what is it though? I mean, is it, is it, is it a, is it a case of fear that keeps an amazing, brilliant woman a woman, because I agree with you. I mean, women are more organized on any given day than how to arrange anything. They, I mean, at the, at, the, at the back of a lot of CEOs in the hidden offices where secretaries or, or, or assistants that actually built the company, that fueled the company. Is it a case of fear or, or what is it exactly? You mean the ones that already? No, no, you build. know, you know, you know, I think for me, cause mm. you know, you know, the conversation here is like, for instance, I work with uh, an amazing group of ladies in my office. Mm. You understand mm. me? But you know, even, even in their personality, they're very quiet. They keep to themselves, but they do amazing work, you know? And what keeps, what keeps these amazing thinkers or these amazing women from showing their heads to then say, Ayo, but I'm here, you know, as well. Ayo world, I am here, you know? Um, you know what, I think somehow it's, you know, just 
that acceptance that or, or that comfort zone to say, you know what, this is my place. I know my place as a woman or something like that. But I I think there's there's a bigger picture. I, I'd like to maybe, you know, allow me to, to go back or, or make an example with something that might have came back from where you come from or how you grew up or something like that. I'll make an example with myself. I mean, coming from, you know, a disadvantaged background where at home it's a shag and I start, you know, I graduate, I work and now Ntabi wants to, you know, start a business or, you know, become this great person in a, in a company and all that. Um, the fear of, you know, taking other opportunities is a question of, Will they work? If they don't, what's going to happen? You know, with the responsibilities that you have at times, it's a question of if that doesn't work, then it means everything is falling apart. So that element of fear, you know, comes. But then again, you know, there's an, another thing that I feel us as women, we need to to step out of is is, you know, not having faith in ourselves or believing in ourselves enough because if I, I work, I work a lot with men, and I think in my department, for example, um, I'm okay. I was the only woman, uh, a girl, actually, a woman rather. And recently, we joined with like two, two more. But I was comfortable with all of that, mainly because you know, I my mindset was prepared to say, okay, yes, I work with men, but as much as you know, we grow up knowing that men lead and everything like that. I I still feel like, you know, I'm capable. You know, I'm a I'm a designer. I I I design like great stuff, you know, websites, posters and all that. And even if I'm working with males and everything, I still feel like, you know what, I'm not intimidated. We like feeling intimidated mm. and feeling like, you know what, someone is actually better than me or yes. that guy can actually do things way better than me. So that that is something that we need to eliminate and how i got to discover that you know i got to associate myself a lot with guys cuz guys are more are more focused i must say in terms of you know getting things done if i may call it that way and i got to experience this when we were in in tertiary where i mean i was doing it and you know having to do practicals you know having to practice something with guys i would you know uh sit with guys for like 3 hours and we would Get a program done, running and everything. But with girls, we would start, you know, chatting and all that, you know, talking about other things and forgetting that this is what we need to focus on. So we need to just channel ourselves to say, you know what, we are about this and, you know, we're not going to be intimidated. We are capable, you know, just it's, it's in, it's in us guys, you know, I feel like it's in you as a woman. And the minute you tell yourself that, or you get into a place, let's say, for example, the ladies that Bulelani works for. I mean, if a, a girl or a potential, you know, um, in, colleague of yours or something like that, when she gets there, the minute she feels intimidated, just know that it's done. It's mm-hmm. done because that confidence, if it's not there, then ah, really it's. So, I mean, uh, as we wrap up the show, I mean. Mm-hmm. 30 seconds of inspiration so I, I actually love the woman talk So to women I would say Let's get things done Hallelujah mm-hmm. Alright so in 30 seconds What I want to say is that Women we are powerful And 
you know, we can actually make a difference. And to each and every one, um, I'm doing the sanitary drive and I feel like, you know, each and every one needs to get involved. You know, find the box campaign has actually united a whole lot of people to say, you know what, I can make a difference to someone and together we can actually do something. And what motivates, you know, one person is actually understanding that, you know what, working together can actually, you know, make much uh, a difference, not necessarily, you know, focusing on yourself or making a difference in, in just your life. You know, let's, 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 let's do this. Let's help each other, you know. Share information, inspire each other. Thank you so much to everyone who tuned in today. I urge you share this podcast with as many people as possible. It's going to be available later on uh, for download. Share it with as many other entrepreneurs as possible, all in the aim of empowering and building a culture of entrepreneurs that give back. The epitome of power is to leave a great legacy that lives on after you are gone. This is a, this is the way you can maximize your influence and ensure that you are keeping the long-term success of the organization in mind. In, in mind. Ultimately, your legacy is all you've got. Think about how you want to be remembered by other people and act on those thoughts. This is Bulelani Tebohomafodi will be joining us next week. And Teho, thank you, thank you, thank you. Join us again next week, Wednesday from 1 o'clock to 2 o'clock. CliffCentral.com. Thank you. 360 Biz on CliffCentral.com. This is CliffCentral.com.